Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Rams Showcase, OBJ just comes back, right? Plus, the Rams host the Bills for the season kickoff game on Thursday. We have your first game preview of the season and later NFC West game picks. I will make mine. Feel free to drop yours in the comments below. Before we get started, Rams Showcase does have t-shirts. Uh, all the information on instructions on how to purchase will be in the description below. We'll also talk about that a little bit later. Also, make sure to follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags. To start, um, I, I wanted to open by apologizing for opening on such a an intense topic, but I did get confirmation that the name is pronounced Jake Gervas. This was actually confirmed by him himself via Twitter. Uh, there was a lot of options. I've been saying Jake Jervis for a long time. I got some comments that said it's Gervais, like the comedian. I got some comments on Facebook that were like, maybe it's a little bit fancier than that. Maybe it's Gervase, which begged the question, does it even start with the just sound? Is it Gervase? Uh, but no, it is it is Gervas. So Andrew Siciliano was correct. And welcome back to the LA Rams, Jake Gervas. We will say it pronounce or we will pronounce that correctly from here on out. Also, just a quick bit of sweet information for you would be the fact that the LA Rams did post the entire full Super Bowl onto the Rams.com. So uh, it's worth a watch. I have yet had uh, a time to sit down and rewatch the Super Bowl. Going to try to do that as soon as I possibly can, though, because uh, that unfortunately was a difficult one to be able to find uh, find replays on. The NFC Championship game is up on YouTube, uh, the full version of that. So uh, the Rams, though, posting the full Super Bowl. Pretty awesome stuff. All right. So it was announced that the L.A. Rams still have a locker and nameplate for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Beckham was also seen FaceTiming wide receiver Cooper Cup that, and telling him that he would see him on December 13th. December 13th is a Tuesday. So while that is not a game day, of course, uh, the Rams have only played in one Tuesday game recently, but that was in uh, pretty extreme circumstances. Uh, but that also it does time up with the start of just your football week and maybe OBJ returning to practice on December 13th, which would be leading into week 15. So that is a little bit of ways out, uh, but it, it it's starting to feel like OBJ is just coming back to the Rams. It's just a matter of when and what that contract will look like. It's also entirely possible that OBJ and the Rams have already agreed on OBJ returning, and we just haven't gotten any official announcements yet. But it feels like there's a lot of conversations that have gone on, especially with OBJ, you know, crashing Sean McVay's wedding, FaceTiming Cooper Cup. Uh, he's going to be at the game on Thursday for the opener. So there's a lot of tie-ins with, with Odell Beckham Jr. and the Los Angeles Rams. Rams also announced captains on defense, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Bobby Wagner. Uh, getting the nod and then Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, both getting it. Uh, and then uh, for his first time ever, right tackle Rob Havenstein. Super stoked for Rob to be getting this one. Uh, Rob is one of two remaining players on the Los Angeles Rams roster who did call St. Louis home with Aaron Donald being the other one. So the only two remaining St. Louis Rams are both captains heading into the 2022 season. Uh, but Rob Havenstein, he is now the clear-cut veteran 
along that offensive line and is definitely the longest tenured Ram on the offensive side of the football. So super well-deserved and I'm super stoked for him. If you got to catch the media availability, the locker room media availability of Rob Havenstein, he had mentioned that um, he owes a lot of his credit uh, to his skills to Andrew Whitworth and said that while he is his own player and will have his own styles, he was able to gather some bits of leadership qualities from from Andrew Whitworth, who is fully anticipating being a pretty heavy piece of this uh, this team. Of course, he is in the media group now, uh, but I, I think that his connections with uh, the players themselves, they'll be in uh, some pretty good contact. So that'll be helpful for Rob Havenstein as well. But let's also not pretend like Rob Havenstein's some kid. This guy's been around for for quite a while and he's just been holding down that right tackle spot. He doesn't necessarily jump off the screen to you or or scream that he needs to be a Pro Bowl uh, a po- Pro Bowl offensive lineman, but he's just held it down at that right tackle spot for years. And uh, hopefully we can get some more uh, some more awesome football out of him. I don't see why we couldn't. All right. One transaction, uh, one that was kind of alluded to last week. We just didn't know what it was going to be uh, with the Rams being just barely over the salary cap last week. Uh, we did get a corresponding move. And just earlier today, which is Tuesday, the Rams did uh, work with tight end Tyler Higby on converting $4.75 million of his uh, 2022 base salary into signing bonus and also adding three void years to that contract, clearing up $3.8 million in cap space. So the Rams are not only under the cap uh, in time for Tuesday's deadline, but they've also created just a little bit of wiggle room uh, with this deal that they have given Tyler Higby. Those voidable years added on, that's simply just to spread it out, thin that uh, thin that cap hit out a little bit over over some more years as uh, the base salary was converted into bonus. And that's kind of how the Rams have been able to work uh, to, to work these deals and get under the cap with, you know, that, that's like simply the, the, the simplest way to put it would be uh, you you pay him that money now because it is a bonus. So he does get that money, uh, but that cap hit drops because but when it's bonus money, it averages out every year uh, over that over that time. So adding three years just made that cap hit a little bit thinner over the course of a little bit more time. So what does this mean for the the L.A. Rams? Uh, well, it means we're under the salary cap. But also, does this mean that OBJ could be returning to this roster a little bit sooner? I wouldn't necessarily anticipate that. I feel like there's some kind of deal in principle worked right now but that he won't be returning until later because of course why why burn up a roster spot for a guy who is not going to be playing until apparently december 13th so uh keep that in mind as well and then also uh just somebody we, that we are keeping our eyeballs on would be a uh, former rams linebacker kenny young a little bit of a slippery slope it feels like for kenny young as he has recently been signed to the buccaneers practice squad so of course the rams did Send him to the Denver Broncos last year for basically nothing. I want to say it was just a sixth round pick. And then, of course, it worked out a little a few weeks later, uh, being able to pull off the Von Miller trade. Uh, but then he does not get brought back by the Denver Broncos and is now being um, being carried by the practice squad of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, we'll take a quick break here. And next up, first game preview of the season, the Bills versus the L.A. Rams for the season kickoff game on Thursday pumped about it week one of the 2022 nfl season is here and i can't really contain my excitement uh this offseason did feel pretty short 
uh, coming off of the Super Bowl, though, that kind of tends to be uh, uh, the I only have two of these to really reference while doing Ram Showcase. Uh, but it does make the the offseason feel very, very quick, and that's not a complaint. All right, so the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. This Thursday for the very first regular season game of the season, the Bills are favored in this game by 2.5 points. The over-under sitting at 52.5. I think I'm taking Rams on the money line. Uh, if you want to take the points here, I guess you could, but I'm taking Rams on the money line, and. I think I'm going over on this one. These are two very good offenses. We'll see how this defense for the Rams is. We'll also see how that bu- that Buffalo Bills defense is. You add Von Miller, Jordan Poirier does look like he's going to play. Uh, so, you know what? There's talent all over the place uh, with both of these teams. But either way, going to be a very exciting game. And what a game to start the season off with. Because if you look at the storylines of this game, I mean, you're looking at Two teams who could absolutely be playing in the final game come February time in Arizona like that. That's a very real prospect when you look at both of these teams and you look at both both of these rosters. They both teams look deep. Both teams look extremely talented. Both teams have great coaches. Both teams have veteran leadership. I mean, top to bottom, both of these rosters could absolutely be in a position to still be playing when we hit February. And that's really all that you can ask for. You can really only ask for that in January. Uh, but both of these teams feel like they're set up to, to continue playing through the postseason and uh, potentially onto the Super Bowl. So maybe this is not the only time that we see the Buffalo Bills this, uh, this season. Uh, but like I said, both teams are absolutely loaded and have been in the conversation all off season. It wasn't like one move, uh, put them in it. It's not like Von Miller went to the Bills and everybody's like, oh, now the Bills are in the conversation. Or like Bobby Wagner comes to the Rams like, oh, now the Rams are in the conversation. That's not the way that this is going to work here. Uh, both teams are absolutely loaded and have been being talked about for a potential Super Bowl 57 participant uh, the entire offseason. So the Bills last year, uh, they did lose in the postseason uh, after, you know what, just a little bit of extra time for Patty Mahomes. Uh, to get it done and that you got to think that that's going to leave a bad taste in the Buffalo Bills mouth because they were in a great position to move on. And I don't know if the Bengals beat the Bills, if that is the the AFC championship game. So we could have seen this game last year uh, and it feels like we were a little bit closer to that than maybe some people anticipate because, I mean, that 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 game, the the Bills and Chiefs game in the playoffs was was unbelievable, but hey, those 11 seconds counted and it didn't work out for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Some former Rams, not only players, but also coaches who are now in Buffalo. We'll start with Rob Boris, who was an offensive coordinator for the Rams, is still the tight ends coach uh, for the Buffalo Bills. He went from the offensive coordinator to the tight ends coach in Buffalo, has been there since. Aaron Cromer, who is a formerly uh, offensive line coach, offensive assistant for the Rams. He is the offensive line coach for the Buffalo Bills and former Rams tight end and fullback. Corey Harkey is a special teams assistant for the Buffalo Bills. So he is not playing, but a former Rams player, Harkey, who I was always a fan of when he played. Uh, He was hard to tackle. He put in massive amounts of effort. So. Maybe did, maybe was not the most talented guy on the field, but mentality wise, he was absolutely there. So cool to see him getting into coaching now. Uh, just uh, hope that he gets his absolute butt kicked in week one. 
and some uh, players uh, that are formerly of the Rams who are now in Buffalo. We have guard Roger Saffold, who was with Tennessee last year uh, and did a fine job. Uh, he didn't give up uh, or Aaron Donald had one sack uh, coming from the middle of that line there. Linebacker Von Miller, who spent only a few games as a Los Angeles Ram. Quarterback Case Keenum, who uh, Rams fans should know pretty well. He was the, the quarterback that first year in Los Angeles, the, the first year back, uh, but did also, of course, spend some time in St. Louis. So uh, he was the one that, that that passed off the car keys to Jared Goff. Uh, so uh, really, we've seen he is two quarterbacks ago. Uh, you know, we got Stafford down. Then it was, before that, it was Goff. Before that was Keenum. So uh, he was um, not that long ago. And then wide receiver Tavon Austin but he is not on the active roster as he does sit on the practice squad. Let's take a look at the matchup. And of course, because we don't have any games to look at and I'm very big on what happened last year doesn't help us this year. So we're not going to look at last year's rankings. We're just going to kind of look at the matchups of this one. So we'll start with the bills offense versus the Rams defense. So, uh, Overall, you're going to want to just neutralize Josh Allen. That guy is extremely talented. He can beat you in multiple ways. He can run. He's got an absolute rocket attached to his shoulder. Uh, and another thing, too, is that when he does run, you got to hit him. I mean, that's Bobby Wagner was talking about that in his locker room uh, availability that uh, he's a guy that's going to put his shoulder down and he's going to come after you. You have to be able to wrap up. And if you get to him in the backfield and he's still got that arm free to to make a throw, uh, his arm is strong enough to still do it. So when you get to him, even in the backfield, you need to wrap up those arms as well. Uh, but Josh Allen, obviously extremely talented at the quarterback spot, but this Rams defense has some good veterans on it. And uh, we've also like we have clips of Aaron Donald throwing Josh Allen to the ground. So we do know it is possible for this team to be able to compete against this offense. I always got to see it unfold because uh, one of my concerns going into the season is it will start the season with kind of rough tackling uh, that happened last year. So what is Raheem Morris going to do about that? Is the the lack of preseason snaps going to be a factor here? Anything like that? Uh, it's very possible. But I, I also, like I said, I like this veteran leadership. So maybe that doesn't happen uh, as we enter this year. As far as the pass goes, Jalen Ramsey will, should be on Stefan Diggs for a good chunk of this game. Uh, which is a great matchup to watch. And I, I feel like we'll get we'll see it get a little bit chippy, I'm sure, uh, in that room there. But uh, also we got Troy Hill covering Gabe Davis. And I'm excited to see this as well. Troy Hill returning to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I, I liked Hill and I think that he fits in with us better than he fits in with Cleveland. So I'm excited to see what he does this year. On the ground, running the football, uh, Josh Allen and Devin Singletary. That's going to be uh, uh, obviously a, a matchup that we need to we need to get to those guys. Those are the guys going to be running the rock. And I, I like the matchup with Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald stuff on the run. So uh, hopefully that can just be what happens. Hopefully we don't see Josh Allen, Devin Singletary just absolutely light it up uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So let's switch sides here. The Rams offense against the Bills defense. So overall, what I'm looking for here is um, that offensive line. There's a lot of movement here. Um, of course, Rob Havenstein's now your clear-cut leader, but you got Coleman Shelton next to him, who I've been a fan of for a long time. I feel like him starting is just like the path of his career. Like That's just how his progression was going, is to just becoming a full-time starter. And then, of course, at the left tackle spot, which is the most critical spot uh, that's going to be on this offensive line this year, which would be Joe Noteboom holding it down for the retired Andrew Whitworth. 
One thing that I had mentioned on the live stream with Payo Time and Rams House uh, was that uh, when when Noteboom was asked to start in the playoffs last year, no one is looking at that Bucks game like, yeah, we won and stuff like that. But that left tackle spot just didn't feel good. Like no one's saying that he did an awesome job. And of course, it's one game. Uh, it's a small sample size when you look at just that kind of stuff. I want to say he played against the Cardinals as well. Uh, but uh, I, I think that Nopum is more than good enough to do this. Of course, it's a drop off from Whitworth. Whitworth is one of the best left tackles that this game has seen. So, of course, it's a drop off. But he's retired now. And this is just kind of what happens. Uh, you have to fill in that that gap there. Hopefully, we just don't see a thing when at, like after uh Orlando Pace went to the Chicago Bears. Hopefully we don't see just that that carousel there of uh, trying to draft left tackles and they're just they're just hold machines. Alex Barron, Jason Smith, uh Greg Robinson, like this that whole mess of tackles that the Rams were drafting that just couldn't get it done. So that's going to be obviously a big uh big big thing to watch there but also Going from wide receiver Robert Woods to Allen Robinson, I almost think that this is an upgrade and that's not intended to be a shot at Robert Woods. That's supposed to just hype up uh, my boy Allen Robinson, A-Rob too over here because this is the best situation he's ever been in. And I'm so pumped to see what he can do on an offense with Matthew Stafford, with Cooper Cup there, with Sean McVay calling the plays. That's going to be super exciting. Passing the ball, Allen Robinson, of course, that's got to be in the conversation. I just mentioned it, um, but also is 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 Tutu going to pop this year? Because that's kind of the conversation. And if he doesn't, now we have to look over at all the coaches and be like, "What were y'all seeing in 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 these training camp practices?" Like, we're not, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm looking for there. It's it, I need to see it from Tutu. Uh, he doesn't necessarily need to prove it to me, but as somebody who's been critical. I mean, I think it's time that that we see it kind of pop off now. It's it's time for for Tutu to to no longer just be going to Twitter and saying how how motivated he is. But we need to see some some we need to see the uh, the the production develop. You know what I mean? Like potential is there. We've had that potential. Now we need to translate that into production, though. And that's something that we talked about with Tavon Austin for years as well. It's like the potential's there. When does it become production? Because it's super important. And then Benny Sko, um, the, who could have a, a a huge year this year, especially if he can just maintain those drops a little bit uh, a little bit better. But with if those guys can pop, we got Allen Robinson. We know what Cooper Cup is. We know what Van Jefferson is. This could be a great year for number nine slinging the rock, running the football. Cam Akers in week one. It is a beautiful thing. This guy has really never seen. Uh, the the football field, the NFL football field this early in the season as his rookie year. He wasn't really getting in there a whole lot with uh, Malcolm Brown, really, uh, that at that time, uh, kind of just controlling it. And then, you know, last year he misses just the basically the whole year. Uh, obviously, it wasn't that. And he did come back like uh, really late into the playoffs and stuff. But uh, Cam Akers playing early and being our guy from the start, I think is is underrated. I, I don't think people are really talking about that. Um, but also, uh, who's going to pop off as far as the depth goes? Is it going to be Kyron Williams or is it going to be Daryl Henderson at RB two? First of all, I have that question: Who is going to be RB two? We were expecting to see Kyron Williams in the preseason, and then we have Sean McVay coming out saying like, "Well, he's going to have a bigger role than we anticipated, so we wanted to save him." Does that mean he's going to be RB two? I don't necessarily think so, but I do think that he's fighting for it against Daryl Anderson uh, based on everything that we've heard. 
We have not yet seen him on an NFL field, and we do need to see that first. Uh, but either way, that's going to be uh, something to, to keep a good eye on. And then also, how much are the Rams going to protect Cooper Cup as far as running the football goes? Uh, when you have a guy who was triple crown Super Bowl MVP, do you maybe protect him a little bit more and have him run less? Is that where Tutu Atwell comes into this Rams offense? That's going to be something to watch as well. Uh, but either way, uh, it run plays uh, are a lot of time they're they're guaranteed impact plays. So it's hard to keep uh, one of your prized possessions on the offensive side of the football with uh, Cooper Cup uh, taking those shots a bunch. All right, let's take a look at the history of this matchup as uh, the Buffalo Bills do lead the all-time series eight and five. Uh, the Bills do lead uh, three and two all-time at the Rams and have won the last three. So Bills at Rams, the Rams won the first two. Since then, it's been uh, the Bills taking it. And since, uh, last time the Rams won at home versus the Bills, that was November 27th of 1983. And to give you... A little bit of a snapshot, uh, Vince Ferragamo, Eric Dickerson, Preston Denard, David Hill, Henry Ellard, and Mike Lansford all played in that game uh, to tell you how long ago it was that the Rams hosted the Bills and then won. The Bills have won two straight against the Rams, four of the last five and seven of the last nine. So this team has kind of uh, had the Rams number in uh, in recent years, in the last Rams win back in 2012, it was a 15 to 12 win. I remember this game pretty vividly as uh, Austin Pettis had an incredible fourth down catch from Sam Bradford uh, and then ended up scoring the touchdown. But that fourth down catch is something that I'll never forget. It was such a uh, a bad throw from Bradford and he had to turn back. And he, it's it's one of those where he's like, he shouldn't have caught that probably, but I'm glad he did. You know, so uh, that's good stuff there. Uh, three to see. I actually don't have any notes written down here. I, I wanted to just go just off the dome on this one. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go with quarterback Matthew Stafford because now in in year two uh, in the Sean McVay offense, we know what he did last year. That was huge. Uh, this is a good team that we're going against. They do have some veterans, especially at the safety spot, but they do have some young corners uh, is, you know, man coverage going to be something that we can eat up in Matthew Stafford. Uh, now learning our knowing our offense a little bit better is that could that be a key there? We're also going to go with Jalen Ramsey versus Stephon Diggs as Ramsey coming in at number nine on the NFL's top 100. I feel like he's kind of got some expectations to live up to now. I don't think that every NFL fan base, uh, the bulk of NFL fan bases, I would say, didn't agree with where he was ranked on that list. And I think that he's going to be one of those nitpicked guys all season, especially via social media. Uh, and then, you know what? I'm going to go with Bobby Wagner because on that defensive side of the football last year, we were pretty critical. Uh, I say we loosely as it was usually it was Joe and Sheriff Joe Beggs. <laughs> you know, like uh, not everybody was on that train with me, but uh, there were other participants as well. But Raheem Morris last year, uh, I had a lot of questions about uh, what he was doing out there. And Peo brought up a good point of like mainly it was a lot of situational decisions of of uh, what are, what are we doing here? When you have Troy Reader covering Devontae Adams on third down, bad things are going to happen to you. So is a guy like Bobby Wagner coming in? Is is he going to see this before the snap and make those adjustments? You would like to think so, right? That's not Troy Reader anymore. That's Bobby Wagner. And I think that the difference going from Troy Reader to Bobby Wagner is almost not on the same scale. Like they're just not in the same conversation as NFL players. 
And I, I, I'm expecting a, a, a great season from Bobby Wagner. And I'm really pumped to see what that can do uh, as far as the Rams, um, the Rams defense goes and just getting people in the right position. I think that's going to be absolutely huge. All right, before we take a quick break and make our game picks and dive into the rest of the West, I did want to just mention again, Ram Showcase does have t-shirts. You can order directly from AJ uh, with All Pro Sports. That's aj.rsgear at gmail.com. Shirts are 25 bucks a piece. They are awesome. They are soft. They make you look cool. You'll get more dates um, for sure. If you uh, if you talk to your parents, they won't be disappointed in you if you're wearing this shirt. So that's a huge plus as well. Um, but there's three different colors, two different styles, one based off of the Super Bowl ring. And uh, then just your your standard Ram Showcase logo as well. But we have a bone, we have a blue, and we have a black. So make sure you get your orders in. And then if you would like to be part of the Ram Showcase commercial that is coming together, uh, then just email me a photo uh, to ramshowcase at gmail.com and uh, I'll throw you in there. Or it can be a video and it doesn't even matter what you're, well, it does matter what you're doing. Don't get, don't be weird about it. All right, just be, just be cool. But um, that that's a, uh, part of the commercial i want to i want to get some fans in there as well so all right um we'll take a quick break here and on the other side we're going to dive into the rest of the west and this year what i'm going to go ahead and do also is uh throughout the nfc west every week i am going to make my picks and uh i'll also give you i'll I'll give you my season totals too i didn't write it down yet i'm gonna do that right now i'm gonna write down my season total wins and we'll 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 look at that at the end of the year again and see how accurate I was. Don't go. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Anywhere. Welcome back into Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's go ahead and dive into the rest of the West. What those other three dweebs are up to. All right, so... The Rams are favorites to win the division right now at plus 125. Niners coming in at number two, 165. Cardinals at plus 370. And the Seahawks, I don't know if they can hear me all the way down there, plus 2,000. So that's going to be a tough road for the Seattle Seahawks. But if they were able to pull it off, somebody's making some dollar dollar bills, which is pretty sweet stuff. All right, we'll start with the Seattle Seahawks. They do host the Denver Broncos on Monday night football in week one. This is one tough matchup in week one with Russell Wilson returning to to uh to Seattle that's going to be such a rough game I almost feel like putting money on uh like I feel like this is going to be a very like um when when Peyton Manning went to the Denver Broncos and his very first game as a Bronco threw seven touchdowns I feel like we're going to see something similar with Russell Wilson if you have Russell Wilson in fantasy or if you play like any of those those daily fantasy games where I've start Wilson and put money on him to have a big game. I will not be responsible. Of course, if you lose money, but I just feel so there's something about, I feel like he's going to absolutely go off on these Seattle Seahawks. I feel like he's gonna be like a six touchdown game. That feels real to me. I think that he could do it. Uh, But we can also agree that Wilson is just, uh, he's him going to Denver 
and then playing Seattle week one, his personality, his attitude, he wants to destroy them. And I feel like that's just what's going to happen. The Broncos are favored in this game by six and a half points. I um, will make game picks here in a, in a minute, and then I'll give my my totals as well. Moving on to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they do host the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, 125. That game's on CBS. Uh, the Cardinals have started the last few years really hot, but this this uh, week one game is definitely rougher than than some they've had in the, the last few years. And also DeAndre Hopkins injured uh, or uh, excuse me, suspended. Uh, Zach Ertz a little bit beat up. Justin Pugh a little bit beat up. What the heck is Kyler Murray going to look like this year? Uh, I have my questions on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, if if I were playing that game with pro football talk about uh, what ga- what teams give off bad vibes, my vote would have been the Arizona Cardinals. There's something about this team this year. I think they're going to underperform than what uh, some people expect. Uh, but you know what? I could be wrong there, but uh, I, I'm there's something about this Cardinals team that I'm not necessarily sold on this year. Um, but uh, the Chiefs are favored in this game by three and a half points. The San Francisco 49ers are on the road, the only road team of the NFC West in week one. They play the Chicago Bears at 10 a.m. on Fox. The Niners uh, originally favored by seven. That did uh, slow down to uh, six and a half. This is also the first time that we will see Trey Lance taking control. We get a great battle with some young quarterbacks going head to head with Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Both are extremely talented, but both are extremely raw and have yet to really show that they are the guy for their teams long-term and that they should be the guy and that they need to be extended, all that stuff. Neither has has shown that yet. Uh, There's obviously so many question marks going on with the San Francisco 49ers. If Trey Lance has a few bad games, is the crowd going to be calling for Jimmy Garoppolo? If Trey Lance has a few bad games, is Trey going to be sitting there looking looking like, well, this guy brought him to a Super Bowl, so I better be, you know, like, he's coming for my job. If Trey has a few bad games, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be like, hey, hey, do you remember those two NFC championship games I've played in recently? Just saying, you know, is that going to is is that stuff going to happen? So I think there's a lot of question marks with the Seattle Seahawks as well. Um, But the biggest one being that quarterback position, they have a strong roster. They have a good coach. But is that quarterback position going to be what what holds them down? So my game picks on the year or on the week, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams over the Buffalo Bills for the season kickoff game. I'm going with the Broncos over the Seahawks. I'm going with the Chiefs over the Cardinals. And I will go with the Niners over the Bears. I think overall the Niners roster is just stronger than the Chicago Bears, uh, even though I do think the the Bears are a little bit more firm at the quarterback spot with Justin Fields instead of Trey Lance. As far as my season win totals, Uh, I'm going to say that the L.A. Rams end the year with 11 wins. I think that overall we'll look at this team as being more talented and stronger than last year's L.A. Rams team. But I think that that win total will will just kind of I don't know if being better will translate into a bunch more wins or anything like that, simply because uh, this this Rams schedule is very, very tough. I think we'll be a better team, but I think that 11 feels about right. After that, I'm going to give the San Francisco 49ers nine. Um, I know a lot of people are going higher than this, but that quarterback position, I have too many questions about it, and I don't feel confident giving them double-digit wins with uh, Trey Lance as their quarterback. I think that that roster will carry them to some wins despite Trey Lance, 
Um, but I don't think that he's going to be the reason uh, for any kind of explosion. Super athletic. Yes. Those first couple of weeks. Yes. We might see some, some plays here, uh, but once you get some tape on him, I think that he'll fall off and kind of level out to where we expect him to be. The Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to give them eight and I don't even feel good about that. I feel like that might be too high, but being under 500 for the Arizona Cardinals, that, that feels real to me. Uh, there's something about this team this year that um, I've, I would say that at the end of this year, we're probably going to have the storyline of like, is Kingsbury the guy? Should they be moving on from him? Did they mess up by giving Kyler Murray this deal? I think that those will be the conversations that we that we see. And the Seattle Seahawks, which they feel like they're just tanking, right? I mean, they've it, it all signs point to that the Seattle Seahawks just want as high of a pick as possible in this next year's draft so that they can get a new quarterback. As they're kind of just it feels like they're just eating this year. They have Geno Smith and Drew Locke for crying out loud. I mean, this this is not a situation where they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I'm giving the Seattle Seahawks two wins and the number two overall pick in next year's draft. Boom. Bada boom, bada boom. That's all it is. All right. So that is going to do it, though, for Ram Showcase. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Make sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Beggs. We got NFL football back. We did it. We survived another offseason. Every year we enter the offseason, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. And then we come into week one, and I'm like, yo, I did it. We did it. We did it. We're here still and pumped about it. We will be doing uh, our typical live stream before uh, before the game, uh, but also I will be appearing on Peo's uh, charity live stream that is also on that day. So be a, a fun one be a packed one and gonna be absolutely awesome uh, but we'll get all that uh, scheduled out and you'll see notifications for all of those things but uh, again the, the the Rams are back we get football very 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 soon and then week two will almost feel like we're it's like a bye week because we'll have to wait for everybody else to play their games before we get to take on the Atlanta Falcons but we'll be back at it next week with a game preview for that game and the latest LA Rams news but hey thank you so much for hanging with me you have no idea how much I appreciate it every single week for those of you who are not Rams fans our thoughts and prayers are with you for those of you who are Rams fans thanks so much for watching and go Rams If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.